Good day, Black Masons. Welcome to Black Mesa Radio, and this is your host, Chase. Hey. Josh. And Seth. He is the Dragon Seth this week, <laughs> and we're going to talk about comic books, space, and, of course, everything in between. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was the the intro making us feel like we were actually listening to our own podcast. Oh, I wonder what they're gonna say this week. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about Spider Man. How you guys really feel like uh, the Tobey Maguire original was just a uh, an emotional experience because it was that first. <laughs> you're gonna Man. you're gonna kill the listeners' opinions of us. <laughs> no, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that I said the best. Kind of what Seth said a little bit. Yeah, that is what I was. Saying. You, well, you have that. Yeah, because you have that uh, emotional like draw to the first attachment. Attachment. That's the word. Uh, but what I, I had said that. was that I felt that. Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire and Doc Ock, and the first Andrew Garfield film were the two best Spider-Man. And then I agree with Seth, though, that there was this, like, I was, I think, 14, maybe, when the first Spider-Man came out, and uh, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, this is so crazy! I get that, because I was super excited. Spider-Man was always my favorite as a kid growing up. Uh, Some people have ruined that for me. I won't name any names. It's none of you, though. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I know, yeah. Yeah. And... I feel like uh you guys are going to have to help me out with the names. So Mary Jane in the Tobey Maguire. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten Dunst was just the worst. I really don't like Kirsten Dunst. I like Kirsten Dunst a uh, lot. What? what? I is... like her a lot. She's not great in those movies, though. But those movies are very much kind of overacted. Like, Oh, yeah. Well, there's Sam Raimi. Yeah. Sam Raimi doesn't do anything mellow. Like, everything is very... No subtleties. Yeah. And... I was saying that Tobey Maguire, I feel, is too reserved to be Spider-Man because I, I guess I just like the uh, when he runs his mouth all the time, and I feel like the the reboots, although not perfect, really capture that personality a lot better because he is he's he's a lot younger, he's a lot more uh, spry and mouthy. Yeah, I will give you that. Seeing Tobey Maguire play a high school student in the first one was like a little unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're 35, bro. This is. <laughs> I think I think Tommy McGuire is a pretty good Peter Parker, if that makes sense. Like he's got the yeah, especially uh, the original yeah, awkward Parker. nerd. Yeah, awkward yeah. nerd, pretty reserved. Yeah, so he's got that, and then but he doesn't really get the Spider Man. I could he didn't see quite that. nail that. Yeah, James Garfield was really good. He was probably the best part of the new two. Did I get it right this time? Yeah, you got, no, it's Andrew Garfield. James, Andrew Garfield. James, James, James Garfield's the president. He right. came back to life James just Garfield. to play Spider-Man. Emma Stone was was quite well as Gwen Stacy. Though. That's what I really like Emma Stone as an actor. But I like Gwen Stacy as a character too. Right. I will say though that like, Mary and Jane spoilers Sons. alert! Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen the second movie, uh, the newest Spider-Man to come out. I don't think they earned Gwen Stacy's storyline in that movie. No, I agree. Like, and that's that's really why I dislike that movie. They just seem to have rushed into that just mm. because it's an iconic storyline they're like well we have to do this oh uh to answer the pre-podcast thing I, it was wrong it wasn't 200 million it was 187 million this weekend wow um, avengers and then two. avengers 2 yes and then 627 million already globally what wow. 627 million <laughs> they have floyd mayweather uh producing it so 
just going to give you a lot of. I can't believe. Bonus. Okay, this is going to get me some flack, but people who are going for Mayweather, just come <laughs> on. His he anybody who calls himself money is kind of just a DB. Like I don't. I just want him to go down. Because a Dragon Ball. Oh my yeah. god! I never knew that was the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are just a bunch of DB fans. I am. No, I agree. Uh, that was we watched the fight last night, listeners. All of us except for Chase. Um, and yeah, was, I'm actually glad that I didn't. I was really upset at first, and then it was just a kind of a crappy fight from what I uh, could it tell. It was it was weak yeah. money. M- money Mayweather played it safe the whole time and danced around him and didn't really do Nobody much. Nobody really and, did anything. They weren't even like beat up afterwards. Apparently, that's what every Mayweather fight is like too. Yeah, really, that's how he fights. Yeah, he plays. He just play, he, well. He gets to choose his own fights, so he's smart. He plays smart. Like he's part of it. Mm. I think he's bad for. I think Mayweather's bad for boxing the same way that I think European basketball players are bad for the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> I love European basketball players. Why are they bad for the? NBA? Come on, they're, they're, I want to know where that's going. Extremely technical. They're very good basketball players, but they play Euro ball, and it's annoying. Like so, like lots of freaking rules. Yeah, you remember driving like, on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, so like that's so nineties. You can't dribble on this side of the court. You have nineties NBA and modern NBA, and you have Pacquiao, and you have Mayweather. Pacquiao like is gonna just go in there, and he's he's a fighter. He's in it yeah. to fight, but Mayweather is not a fighter. He's a boxer, and it's it's different. I, and that's I, I fine. See. And that's fine because I feel like that's what boxing is. Like when you distill it down into what it is, that's what the Mayweather. Purest form of boxing. Right. Yeah. That's what Mayweather's doing. He's playing a sport. That pugilistic but like, instinct. I didn't. I don't want to watch a sport. I want to watch a fight. I'm. I like the violence. That's why you like him so, MMA more. Yeah. So do Part you think that? Uh. So you mentioned '90s basketball, which is when so many greats played. Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. The, the so, so do you think that we <laughs> need Bryant. to uh, cut back <laughs> on a lot of the, uh, the the technical calls, or maybe not technicals, but just the uh, the touch fouls? Yeah, I think so. And I think that like a lot less flopping too would be nice. But it's yeah, as long they're, as they're it's effective. Exploiting the rules. Yeah, they're not playing right. the 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 game. They're playing the sport. I guess there is yeah, not the spirit, the but the letter. Yeah. They're playing the rest. Yeah. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. I, I do agree that there's too much flopping in modern basketball and probably a European influence on that. I think that's part of it. Because they're all soccer fans and soccer is and I'm not the saying Europeans, worst. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying so. Europeans are wusses, but I, I think that it's part of how they approach sport in that culture, or at least it appears to be. I'm not a very well traveled person, but that's how, that's what seems to be going. You like the more, the, the raw essence of uh, what you're doing instead of playing by the, the rules. Yeah. Well, definitely. The, I'm the, a, I'm a spirit guy rather than a, than a letter guy, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. The thing about the Pacquiao, uh, Mayweather fight is that they were talking about how it was going to be the thing that saves boxing because everybody knows that boxing's on its way out. Like there's the kids that would be going into boxing or Getting that boxing pedigree, but then they're going into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and other stuff, and they're trying to get into the MMA. Well, I think there's people... no way that that fight brought more. No, and that's the thing. Boxing. Like it, it actually like casual, more casual boxing fans watch that fight than any other fight ever because of the availability of pay per view nowadays, right. and then um, just the the promotional doing it. Because like you can say anything about Mayweather, but he's a good promoter. Um, and the thing is, yeah. there were more casual boxing fans who watched that and went, "Really? Okay, well, no thanks." Yeah. And it, I think it hurt boxing more than it helped it. I think it definitely hurt boxing, but I think boxing has been driven underground by the the people who really run the sport from 100 you know, percent true decades ago because they they make it they made it unavailable to the populace. They used to just be on TV, like you would see 
the NFL on Sunday. You'd watch the boxing match on Sunday. Well, that's because it used to be league style, and now it's not. Now it's individual fighters promoting themselves and calling out other fighters. What did, What does league style mean? Like you would play like, in a... No, like, okay, so the MMA, or UFC, for instance, is a league. Okay. It's it's its own league. There are other leagues um, besides the UFC, and there are other MMA leagues. Well, there are leagues in boxing, too. And like, there are, but the big ones, you don't... It's it is they're, it's, they're it's not as important it is. anymore. Exactly, like they're it's not the same. You can kind of you can rise up to be like the best one in. I don't. I'm not even pretending like I know what leagues there are in boxing, but you're still going to be not going to be making the money that like Mayweather's going to be making. You're not going to have the recognition and all that stuff because he promotes himself. They have promoters out there. I watched an interview between not an interview, a debate between Joe Rogan and Lou something. He was a he's a boxing promoter. Lou Vega. Lou Bega. Um, he's a boxing promoter, and basically the guy was talking about how MMA is just basically street fighting. He called it dog fighting with people. Um, and Joe Rogan called yeah, maybe a little bit, but who's to say that's wrong? No, there's. I mean, there's definitely finesse. Like originally, yeah, I would totally agree with that when when, when it started. <laughs> no, out. it's definitely more nuanced now. It is. I mean, yeah, I and Joe Rogan's whole argument was that boxing is on its way out, and the the reason for that is because they've made it that way. The promoters have taken over and made it about individuals instead of about a sport. Okay. Yeah. I think there are a lot of reasons for the decline of boxing, but that, I mean, that certainly is one of them. Yeah, for sure. Fights like last night are another reason. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm never going to buy another fight. Supposedly, like, like the, the biggest fight of, uh, in the past 10 years, probably, that was just kind of lame. It was. It was, I mean, it was, it was boring. And the, even the pre fights were better than the main event. And that's, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. It'll be interesting. What do you guys first? Do you guys think that they will do a rematch? No, and you don't think they will. I, I, Absolutely I not. Because I just wonder what kind of a draw a rematch would be, since everyone, it, like everyone, hated that fight. No one enjoyed watching that. I don't imagine that it would do nearly as well as the first one. It wouldn't. And also, Mayweather picks out his fights. He purposely waited six years. He put this fight off six years until so Pacquiao was out of his prime and hadn't boxed in four. And then then was like, you know what? Let's go ahead and fight. And that's he's an dude, investor, though. The he's, dude is he's definitely smart. Like, yeah, no. Like that's like, like investing reading. a bunch of money read, in something so. that's not gonna have any return. Like, Seriously? No, really, he can't read. What? Yeah. What I dude, Fifty Cent what? was calling him out. He was like, I will give you seven hundred and fifty thousand. No, it wasn't give you. It was the ALS ice bucket challenge. Instead of doing that, well, he said, I will give this to you to donate to whatever charity that you get. So it would be under his name for tax exemption. He's like, yeah. if you read any of the no, seven it, Harry Potter books, no, it was read one page of the Harry Potter book. And Mayweather didn't answer right away. Jimmy Kimmel jumped on board and said he'd match Fifty Cent's uh, donation um, if he would read one page from the Cat in the Hat. <laughs> and then Mayweather never replied. But there's numerous clips of him like trying to read stuff for like promotionals, and he's just I, he's either severely dyslexic or he can't read, and he has to like memorize it out. Do you think boxing has That's made really it sad, worse actually. by getting hit in the head? He's been boxing since he was like 12, so probably. Yeah, <laughs> it certainly hasn't helped. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely not. Well, like Deadspin released an article today. I didn't know that he couldn't read, but uh, Deadspin released an article today. Uh, is, is the title of it was uh, Mayweather fights like a coward or something like that, and like the first comment on there was uh, Mayweather, Mayweather would be really mad about this if he could read it. <laughs> yeah, and like I thought it was just, just a joke on boxers in general, but no. I didn't realize that was a specific joke on Mayweather. That's man, that's terrible. Everyone should be able to read. It. No, it's really sad. Like uh, there was a radio station that. Whenever the whole bet was going on and the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge was going on, this radio station played prompts of him doing an iHeartRadio thing for them. And it's 
at first it starts out kind of funny and then you're like, oh, this guy really can't read. And it gets real sad real fast. Um, then the DJs were just jerks about it, but like, look it up sometime. It's on YouTube. Jesus, Man, I, like... I worked at a UPS store and you always have to have people fill out, like, you know, if you want insurance on this, write down what's in it. And, uh, you know, he wanted this, this kid. He's probably, you know, 16 and like, I was like, well, okay, write it here. And he's like, well, what do I write? I was like, well, you're shipping a coat, right? Right coat. And he's like, okay. And so like, he just starts like kind of slowly making a C. And then I, I was like, what is going on? And he just looks at me. He's like, I, I don't, I can't write. And like, that just kind of blew me away. Like I'd never met somebody so sad. that age who, who couldn't write. I kind of, I guess I, I really grew up in an area where education was important to every family. Yeah. It's a whole lot more common than you'd think. Um, illiteracy is a big thing. Dude, that's so sad to me. Yeah. I can't too. imagine not being able to read and enjoy a book. I can't either. Like, like and I literally cannot remember before no. I could read. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, and I don't remember. I've never thought about that. I've yeah. always. When did you, I mean, did you learn to read like uh, really early age? Did you yeah. start that? I, like I learned definitely before I went to kindergarten, I knew how to read. Um, yeah, me too. And I don't, that's like, insane. Good I don't remember you, anything man. about learning how to read. I don't either. My parents. I remember my mom read. taught yeah, me. Yeah, me too. My parents taught me. Well, I had a really and hard time. I think time that's part of why read. I love it. Like my my mom's a reader now, like a lot more than she used to be. Probably my dad's always been a really avid reader. Yeah. My sister's always been a really avid reader. So like a love of reading came to me pretty easily. Um, but and I think that my parents teaching me how to read, like it creates a, uh, I don't know, like a like. It creates like a, a vision of like what is normal for people. Like, oh, oh my right, parents yeah. are, you know, this is something that I should be into or whatever. I think that matters too. Right. This is just what people do. But also they did a better job teaching me to read than the schools probably would have. Yeah. Yeah. I think. And it, and literally like how they taught me to read was I like, we would sit there. My mom would sit there with a book and she would read the page on the left or whatever. And then I'd read the page on the right. And if I came to a word that I didn't know, she would like help me like sound it out. Like, yeah, she wouldn't just tell me what it was. Like, that's what that word looks like. She'd be like, okay, here are the sounds. Now string them together. Now, what does that say? They're like, what does that mean? Okay, we're going to like break the word down into like the three different parts or whatever and then recombine them and see what it means, you know, like, and a school, you just can't do that when you're one teacher and you have 45 kids and you're, right, you can't focus on that single. Yeah, having, yeah, having your parents involved is so important in your, your education that really sets the tone for the rest of your life. It's amazing. Some people can predict what your life is going to be by the age of five. They're like, oh yeah, this is what was going on in your life and you'll probably end up doing something like this. Dude, I bet it's wicked accurate. Just Yeah. You you learn know. so much stuff by that age that it's I mean, most people don't you. realize that you do, but yeah. you you really do. God, that really brings up the debate like, you know, who who are you? Uh who 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 Yeah, exactly. That's what that song was about, you know. Yeah. His parents weren't really there for him. They didn't teach him to read. Yeah, so he just played pinball all the time. Man, day. I used to like that song. I really want to know. <laughs> How to read. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to Spider-Man. Uh, so, so in the, the second one with, uh, Andrew Garfield. Not James Garfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> James Garfield. He's an overweight man in a wig flying so around the, New York they City. So they introduced, uh, I would watch God, What is her yeah. name? The, the blonde chick, uh, Gwen Stacy, Emma Gwen, Stone played her. No, 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 not, not Gwen. Gwen. Uh, Vic, Victoria or, uh, I don't know. What are you the talking rich about? Girl, the second one? Oh. Who, who's the, who ends up being the cat thing? She ends up being oh, Black Cat. Black Cat. Uh, yeah. Um, Black Cat's real name is... Is it like, starts with a V, like... I don't remember. Valerie, Victoria. 
Vincent. That sounds right. It's not Vincent. It's not. Oh, dang it. Victoria oh. Chase. No, that's that's made up. That's not real. <laughs> that's not right. All right, we're gonna look this up real quick because we we really. Anyways, suck you it. can make her a point about her. What we that, I, when I was you know I was a kid I kind of grew up more on the Spider Man cartoon show. It was Which, Victoria Chase. Boom. I'm kidding. It's Felicia Hardy. Felicia. Felicia Hardy. Felicia Hardy. <laughs> I was just messing with you. Damn it. Yeah, sisters. yeah, Felicia Hardy. The Hardy anyway, dude, she was, I always liked her way better than Mary Jane. Like, Mary Jane always upset me when I watched the, uh, the cartoon show when I was a kid. Like, you're just so annoying. Go, Mary, Mary go Jane on. in the comics, though, is not. You have no yeah. confidence. She's, she's pretty awesome in the comics. Mary, she is pretty awesome in the comic books, so. I mean, and so is Gwen Stacy. She does have yeah, a pretty different. crazy storyline. I mean, a lot of stuff starts to happen to her, but I feel like she's more of one of the whiny characters as opposed to a go-getter. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't Felicia say so in the Hardy comics. Is. It definitely in the show, which was made for like teenage boys. I was but, not a teenager yet. Okay, well I was. Um, no, you weren't. No, you're like you two years older than me. When the cartoon was on, yeah, it started when I was like eleven or twelve. Really? And he's way older. I remember than you. watching yeah, it because it it, it ran for so long. It ran for a long time. <laughs> It huh. had to have run for like seven or eight seasons. And then it turned into uh, The Amazing Spider-Man or Where something. Where he was in the other dimension. And yeah, weird... that was the worst. Yeah, that was terrible. They like reanimated it. Like this animation blows. All, like the background remember. was there all computer. There have been about ten Spider-Man animated series since that point. Yeah. Oh, but true. when they had the Spider-Man and the X-Men in the, the early 90s. Oh, dude. The X-Men TV series was the bomb. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that theme is... That's gonna be stuck in my head forever. That's gonna be a ringtone, dude. And then when Spider-Man and the X-Men teamed up, those were always my favorite. And then when he goes uh, in the other dimension, not not the Amazing Spider-Man, but when they have the uh... oh, does he go do Secret Wars? That one? No. Yeah, no, they did. They did Secret Wars. In the they show. did Secret Wars. I'm not sure if that's yeah. what Chase was talking about. Oh, I thought it. I thought it was. So, anyways, with the uh, the Black Widow. Ma- Madam Web. That's oh, Madam Web. Yes, that's yeah. Secret Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Madam yeah. Web was so freaking cool, and that that show. I felt like they ended that show when it was just getting amazing, and like it just like you like no. which which one X Men or Spider Man Spider Man yeah, and that like they never went to to Carnage. Yeah. Dude, my favorite episode. They had like one episode with Carnage, but they didn't. There's like, a whole lot of episodes of Carnage. Yeah, what are you talking was, about? There was some of Carnage. He was a main villain. Dang it, I must have missed those. Yeah, he was on quite a few. They after a the after the Venom arc, yeah. they they did the uh, they came back with the Carnage arc. Did they did they ever uh, finish Spider Man with Carnage? Did they, well, I mean, what do you mean? Did they kill Spider Man or take off his leg? That was Venom, and no, that was Carnage. That was Venom, and no, they didn't. Seth, I don't remember. I had stopped watching. Venom. What, Seth? You're I'm the sorry. you're the guy we're supposed to. Venom go bites to. his leg off. I thought it was Carnage. No, nah, dude, Venom. Hang on, I'll look it up. In because the comics? because I thought yeah. the show? Brock I don't actually know I thought I Brock became so controlled with or Venom was part of Brock like they kind of became their own thing and he became a good guy and he was in the Secret Wars wasn't he Gosh not in the comics yeah in the comics he wasn't I only know the comics in the, in the comics actually Venom comes from Secret Wars oh okay Spider Man finds not from the this, moon huh Spider Man finds this symbiote suit right right while out traversing the galaxy and the secret wars stuff mm. and he brings it back and then it starts like affecting his changing him taking over yeah they do that so well in the show as opposed to spider-man 3 where they made it like 
this outfit that he puts on all the time. It's like, no, it's like this it's like goopy, gross, like slimy stuff takes over his brain. Yeah, like I'm pretty becomes... sure I've only seen Spider Man three once, and so I don't remember. Any You're of not it. missing much. Yeah. Well, like he put like his Spider Man suit just becomes charcoal gray, and like that's that's Venom, and he puts on this suit and it makes him all moody and emo and he slicks his hair to the side and it just makes him have bad... He has a weird dance number. Bad posture. Yeah, he just that was so awkward. <laughs> Did I just remember... Yeah, I remember him dancing around and I was just like, oh my god. This so you know how IMDB has like the like top 100 worst movies? Sure. I wonder if that's on there. I think Gremlins 2 is like number one on that list. And I think Spider-Man 3 could definitely make that. Of course, I haven't watched enough terrible movies probably. Some people go out of their way to watch terrible movies. They just like enjoy it. Like, I don't know. They just get to make fun of it while they yeah. watch it. It's just like... Well, sometimes that's fun. Like, you rent a horror movie that you know is going to be bad. Just uh, cause, like, it's just going to be have funny. You, have you seen the Poltergeist previews that's supposed to come out soon? No, they're remaking it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Sam Rockwell plays the dad. I'm excited. Wow. It looks <clears throat> like it seems like one of those horror shows that I'd go to and just kind of laugh because I, it, I think it looks I really good. Like, as far as like, just from the crap that I've seen lately in movies, like Unfriended and just all these like really <laughs> terrible horror movies, yeah. I think it looks pretty pretty decent by the sta- oh, by those God. standards. Unfriended look, looks terrible. It looked funny, like kind of the way that they like this this girl gets like yanked up the stairway, but she just kind of flies up it. It looks <laughs> comical. It's like oh god, there she goes. It's it's kind of funny. They That's because this- trailers have become. Sorry, go ahead, Nathan. No, go ahead. Trailers have become very formulaic, and. It it goes for all genres. Like every genre has like a specific formula they go by for trailers nowadays. Because horror movies have like they lead you in with like slow like pulsating like fading in. Uh, then they show like a bunch of really scary stuff really fast, and then it ends with like a really quiet scene and a jump scare. And then like action movies are just nothing but action the whole time, and maybe a little bit of storyline put in um, with a ton of spoilers. Of by the way, um, like watch the new Terminator Genesis trailer. It's 100% spoilers. Like, it tells you the ending. Um, Wasn't there a Reddit thread about this recently? Probably. I could have sworn I saw that. It, like, had... I'm pretty sure someone had did a YouTube video with four different action movie trailers, like, all side by side. They did the same thing with country songs. Yeah, I saw that one, too. Country songs. Yeah. I didn't see that. I didn't see the, uh, that, what you're talking about, Seth, but I'm sure that, I'm sure that was on Reddit. That sounds like something. I I kind of want to look for that. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, but they, they do everything. All of these movies are coming out. Even like, even the Marvel movies are doing it. Like when Captain America Winter Soldier came out, in the beginning of the trailer, you see, um, Nick Fury walking Captain around, like showing him like, these are our new helicarriers. And then at the end of the trailer, you see all the helicarriers crashing. And I was like, well, those crash. We know that that happens. Yep. You know that those are done. And they were a huge plot point. Like the whole plot point was that they were going to kill everybody with the helicarriers. And but then you knew that they were going to, but s- yeah, you knew they were going to crash because you, so it's just like, well, it's, like, you know the good guys are going to win anyway, but it's... I don't know. So are you saying you want another Saw movie? Is that what you want? I want another Saw with a twist ending that I never saw coming? Yeah. Kinda, yeah. The first Saw movie threw me off so hard at the end. Yeah, I, I guess the first Saw movie, and then they just, you know, continued. Well, they yeah, they killed it. They did like what Hollywood Children does. Corn 38 or something. Well, they did what Hollywood right. does, where they just kill kill it to death. Like, <laughs> they find something that works, and then they beat it until everybody hates it, like Jack Sparrow. Like right. just, isn't that like what capitalism is it's pretty much made for? That's like, exactly what music is, right? Yeah. It's like a song gets popular 100%. until it gets overplayed and overplayed and overplayed until you hate it and think it's the worst thing in the world. I don't listen to the radio, so that Ever rarely Levine. happens to me. 
I still like Uptown Funk, and when I'm here, I'm like, yeah, Uptown because I don't listen to the radio. Oh. But like, if I put it on, people are like, oh my god, like, what is wrong? Yeah, with I'm getting kind of sick of it too. Yeah, we, I listen. Like, I don't listen. I actually, to, haven't listened to it in a long time. When I'm driving I around, I have an audiobook going. But if I'm driving Mary somewhere, we're listening to the radio, and that song will play like every fourth song. Oh, so I was watching Bro Science Life, and he he yeah. has an audiobook. <laughs> Don uh, Mazzetti. Yeah, with Don Mazzetti, an audiobook uh, advertisement. And he's like, audiobooks are like. Watching a movie with your eyes closed. It's like, isn't that like the same thing? That, and I was like, yeah, totally. Yeah. How, how is it not? I'm going to try that. I'm just going to watch The narrator would just closed. have to be talking the, basically through the whole movie. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, wouldn't, that wouldn't really work for a movie. I, I've often wondered. And then Vin Diesel punched the guy. And then, like, he drove Throwing the a car. punch. He ducked left. I think, yeah. Don't they have those for <laughs> blind people? I think they do. I think they do because I've been going to a, a therapist and he's blind. And he talks about watching movies and stuff. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking as he's, uh, torturing my back. I'm like, what? How does he watch movies? And he's talking about, oh, yeah, yeah, that was crazy when this happened. I'm like, how do you know that? And I'm agreeing with him, but at the same time, I have like another part of my brain wondering what, what? I don't understand. If we have any blind listeners, he's just lying. Call like, in to the number that we don't have. <laughs> Talk to me on Facebook and leave we'll, a, uh, leave a comment and let us know how that works. Like, is there like a, uh, yeah, a way that, Blind people and uh, non-vision impaired people can watch a movie at the same time. We'll FaceTime you in, blind listener, and we'll uh, we'll have you explain it to us. It'll be good. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a guy on YouTube whose entire channel is dedicated to uh, answering <coughs> questions that people have for blind people. He's really? Blind. Yeah. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. I've seen like a that couple cool. of them. How do you turn on your camera? Like that kind of stuff? Yeah, and he's super positive, like... I feel like bragging about how positive somebody is about like their condition uh, is almost like trying to make it worse for them. Like, how could you possibly be this positive? Like, just let him be positive. Yeah, no joke. But anyway, so I don't want to like overplay that. But he really is like, it's it's amazing. Like, he's like, well, you know, it's just different, and you learn how to do things different. And mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, I can't even imagine. Also, he had chemicals spilled in his eyes when he was a child, and so he sees and now he's got superpowers. He sees the world on yep. fire. And right back to comic books. <laughs> so, how do you guys feel about the Daredevil series? I love it. Bear in mind, oh. I'm only on like episode six, so like, don't say too much. Nathan, oh. okay, I won't spoil it. I want to spoil I, it. I think it's probably my favorite Marvel adaptation, adaptation that they've done. I of I anything have, of anything like. Yeah, including the Avengers movies. I don't know. Wow. Wait, wait, I didn't hear first. Iron, first and it second Iron Man. What do you? What do you? Daredevil. On Daredevil. Netflix. Oh, okay. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. And it's just making me more excited for Iron Fist and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Yeah, I, I think I like it so much because it's so different from everything else that Marvel has done. It's dark. Yeah, it's so much darker, so much more. Are they Harry Pottering it? Brutal. Like, the violence is pretty brutal. No, the it's, is it's very, not, brutal. not like that. And when I say dark, I mean, like, it's just, it, the storyline is really dark. Mm-hmm. Like, there's lots of violence, lots of murder. And the uh, violence is gritty. It's just like yeah, him in like a room full of people just brawling, like in in a. So they're making it less com or uh, fictional, and almost making like a realistic universe. Yeah, where these almost. People- yes, but they reference the Marvel Cinematic Universe a lot. The um, idea, the idea is, and I read this in an interview somewhere online, is that like the big superheroes kind of get the movies, and that's kind of like a big, you know, those are superhero-y, very action movie type stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this other level that they call the street heroes, yep. right? Which they're not saving the world. They're trying to save their neighborhood on a nightly basis, stuff mm. like that. So that's going to be the Netflix series, you know, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. They're looking at putting Punisher, Ghost Rider, Dead Man, and... Uh, Spawn. 
Blade. I just want to play Punisher Show, man. That'd be so sweet. Who should play Punisher in the Punisher Show? I don't know, man. Uh, I saw a cool thing where someone said they wanted to pitch a Punisher show, but their pitch would be you follow a gang, like a mob, mob members that kill his family. Oh, yeah. And then in, like do it like Sons of Anarchy style where it's about the mob, and then they're slowly being killed off one by one like throughout the the several seasons. That's and Brock Lesnar dyeing his, his hair black as Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting no. I vote yeah, yes, yeah. dude. I, I just want to see him stalking around like – being ripped and killing people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a massive. Who's the man. guy in the more recent <laughs> Punisher movie? He was actually pretty decent. Uh, Paul something. He only did one of the movies. The one of the most two recent ones. Blart. Paul Blart. Paul Blart. I.e., not Dolph Lundgren. That the, was one, the one. No. Well, there was a. There were two. There were two. The second one is the one, or the first and one is the one he's talking about. There were two. Who, who was the? There's like a super famous guy in one of the Punisher movies. Uh, John Travolta, the one with the him. John Travolta. Yeah, the one that he's in. Yeah, that one was good. I liked that movie. Paul something. He was pretty good. John Travolta was terrible in it. And, but, well, yeah. I don't like John Travolta at all. Like <laughs> ever. He's so cheesy. Like in everything that he does. Everything. <sighs> okay, he touches, maybe in Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. A okay. not a not terrible villain. Vincent D'Onofrio as Wilson. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. He does yeah. such a good job of like being. Um, I don't know, because he's so evil and, like, bad and everything, but he's also, every now and then, he's, like, a little bit pitiable, and he's, like, kind of awkward. And oh, his name is not Paul. It's Thomas Jane. He just Thomas plays Jane, a really right. cool character. He does. Well, it's fantastic. Have you, Nathan, have you gotten to his, the <laughs> one that focuses on him and his past yet? Not yet. Ah! Okay. So ah. I won't spoil that, but he, he is a very interesting villain, and yeah. he's very OCD-ish. Like, he's... That's a good way to put it. Yeah. He's very interesting. Yeah. He is. What I'm interested in is that primarily, um, so Kingpin's always been a, in the movies and the TV shows, primarily a Daredevil villain, but he's more a Spider-Man villain than yeah. he is a Daredevil villain. He's a little bit of both. Oh, he's in both for he, sure. Spider-Man has so many awesome villains though, he can share one. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I'm just saying, I, he, what I'm saying is but that was Kingpin first was really behind most of it. Like all the stuff, like obviously his name uh, kind of yeah, implies really. everything. He's a lot he's of kingpin. He's he's very prominent in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but also some of the most iconic Daredevil storylines, like the Frank Miller ones. The Frank Miller ones yeah. for sure, and then um, even the uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev. Oh yeah, like yeah. the early two thousands. Who's uh, the villain in Yellow? In the Yellow Daredevil, is it Bullseye mostly? I can't remember. Maybe. It's been sure. a long time. Is Bullseye a crap villain in the comic books? No, he is an awesome villain in the comic he's books. Awesome. He's terrible. He's just in like the... a Punisher, but he fights for the bad guys, right? Yeah, more or less. Pretty um, much. He's, he's a mercenary. There's um, speculation that he makes a very short cameo in I don't know. The series. Uh, you know yeah, I know about? that scene you're talking about, and I don't know. I don't know. Because, I because I'll, I'll talk to you about we're, it. We're definitely going to have to come back and readdress this once I've caught back up. This is pretty non-spoilery. There's a part where there's a sniper. And people think that that's bullseye. See, I okay. don't think so because he misses, unless he did it on purpose, in which case, never mind. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Because bullseye doesn't miss. Like, that's the whole point about the character. That's kind of his thing. It's like all he has. Speaking of snipers it's and missing, did, did you guys hear, I posted on Facebook, uh, the U.S. government has made bullets, 50 caliber bullets, that mm-hmm. are yep. self-directing. So you yeah. can... Using gyroscopes? I really don't know how it works, and they're probably not going to tell me. I'm assuming wizard magic. Yeah, As a wizard, magic. I would say it's magic. They Dude. found something in Iceland that they're now putting into our weapons. It's 
magic. It's troll blood. <laughs> it's troll. Oh man. Anyways. It seeks out Christians. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> man, I want I've actually never watched that movie. Troll Hunter? Tro- troll Hunter? Yeah. Dude, it's so much be- it's like it's almost a legitimately good movie. Like I would no, it is, I would say it is a legitimately good movie. It's, I I still think it's good despite itself, but it's so good despite itself that it's almost actually good. <laughs> Man, I liked it a lot. I just hear you guys I talk about it. it, and I laugh every time. I don't know like what it's about, but every time I, you quote it, I've never seen it either. Anyways, so it's about the, a troll hunter. That's what it's about. These bullets, uh, I mean, they're they're kind of like uh, tomahawks. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. They're like missiles. They're like their own really tiny missiles where they uh, sniper shoots them, and if they're missing, they will heat seek. And that is crazy. wild. So imagine somebody, a trained sniper in the military, and then he has this bullet. That dude could not miss. But what well, about- and it, and it's traveling so fast though that it wouldn't be able to correct a whole lot. So like you still have to be good, but yeah. like, even if it can only corrects. Yeah. It but just, then again, it just increases your margin of error. And if you're making right? a shot that's a mile away and say at the half mile point, the bullet realizes that it's going to be off trajectory, it has half a mile. Like you only have to change very slightly to make a big difference yeah. over the course of half a mile. Do you know what the that's the longest wow. shot ever uh, record, accurately that, recorded? Accurately recorded is five miles, right? It's something. I think it was four miles, but no, you could look four at point miles? four point eight. Yeah, something. It's, 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 it was almost five miles. With what? With uh, is a fifty cal. I'll dude, look it up. Wait a minute. Four miles. Was it a Canadian that did it? I don't remember. It was in the Middle East. I know that. It might have been a Canadian that did it. Cause I think I saw something about this guy. He took out, he, there's like two different guys that he shot, right? So he actually did it more than once. Or Longest something? recorded sniper kill. Just look it up. I'll just sit here and yeah, wait. ramble. Cause this guy, he was Canadian. I remember cause he was talking about the, the Canadians have like their 50 caliber, their big dog, like cause ours is the Barrett 50 cal. Mm-hmm. And the Canadians have like their own. But he still used like American ammo because the powder's a little hotter. It just shoots just a little bit harder, and huh. like a lot of it's like some Canadian snipers prefer it. Or that something. was a I was watching a thing article. on like History Channel or something about it. Interesting. Man, I was supposed to go buy a shotgun this weekend. I was what? Supposed... Why didn't you tell me? I almost bought a shotgun at the gun show. After this, you guys want to go with me to like Dick's or Academy or something? I think Dick's has the cheapest one. There's one under three hundred dollars. That it's a twelve gauge uh, Remington. Remington. I'm pretty sure it's eight seventy. I'd have to, I can't remember. Okay, the it says according to this article, uh, and the winner for the longest sniper shot ever in November of two thousand nine, UK corporal, oh no, corporal of horse, uh, <laughs> Craig Harrison, he did of the household back? cavalry. But it Apparently, say, so. <laughs> uh, let's see, shot an L one an L eleven five A three during the war in Afghanistan that traveled two thousand seven hundred and seven yards, um, which. Substantially beat the record holder. So how long is that yards? Uh, it's about it's like fifteen hundred yards to a what mile. What was it? Two thousand seven hundred. Yeah, so it wasn't. Yards? So it wasn't five. It was four miles. Four. Well, miles that, that's a like kill. Long. I was that's just like talking a mile about and a half, almost two miles. Oh, you were talking about kills. You're just no. I was just talking about a shot. Like oh, the, oh, the accurate, right. like hit the target shot. It's like it's like four miles. So he has like a limited time and a non-moving target. That's yeah, just over one and a half miles. That's, that's, still cra- that's still crazy to me. Yeah. That is crazy. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't do it. I'm trying to get like my little pistol at like, you know, 25 yards trying to hit something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, I love shooting guns, but I'm bad at it. 
I'm pretty good at shooting skeet, though. Actually. Let's go practice. Dude, I okay, dude. I can. I would love to go. I've shoot only clay shot skeet once, and it took me like uh, two rounds. But after that, dude, like I don't know, it just like clicked for some reason. Dude, it's so much fun. It's the most fun you can have with a gun. I can't. I, I can shoot rifles all day, but I yeah. suck at pistols. I just don't. I can't shoot pistols. I just need practice. That's all it is. Just a practice thing. Yeah. Let's all go it's practice. A, yeah, for real. I'm in. Because I need, I haven't no. practiced my Glock Man, in about four months. Man, if you guys want to go, my my friend uh, Jarris, he's part of a gun club, and they have this giant range where they have like skeet shooting, and like he just has a key to it, so he can go in wherever he wants. Is it to, the one so. in Tri City? No, it's down in uh, uh, Anadarko. Oh, okay. There's one in Norman that Mary and I go to sometimes, and it's uh, I think it's ten dollars for unlimited time. Basically, they kick you out if you've been there for if it gets really crowded, like to the point that. There's no more lanes, and you've been there for more than like four or five hours or something like that. Huh. Well, this place, like, it's it's not like nice and indoors. Like, it's just this open field range, and people shoot shoot skeet there, and like they purchase it, but when they miss, they never go pick up their uh, pigeons. Uh-huh. So you can just go pick them up and shoot skeet. It's really cool. So it was just it's all free because he's part of the club, and he can just bring in whoever he wants to. Let's do it. Do you know Eric Bowen is like a was like a junior national champion for. Skeet shooting? No way. Yeah, dude, he was ridiculous. I did not know that. Uh, either. That's our that's our other friend. We we got a, a good group of friends that we. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hang uh, out sorry, with. listeners. We I went into casual conversation mode. Oh yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he's happened. he's a uh, like he was ridiculous. At skeet he's shooting. a good old boy. We call him a redneck, and he he really doesn't like redneck, even though he wears belt buckles and a cowboy hat. And he doesn't like being him. called a redneck. He stopped wearing the cowboy hat, didn't he? I don't know. For most rednecks, that's a point of pride. Like, I'm just a redneck. Just good old boys. It's like, I don't really get it. Yeah, I think he's a redneck. No harm. I think he's not a redneck. He's a good old boy. Okay, we'll call him a good old boy then. Whatever he is, he's definitely it's more endearing. Song yeah. being yeah. in trouble with the law you, since you the day they was born. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so going back to comic books for a minute, because uh, we got to talking about sniper stuff. Uh, no, um, Bullseye is not a terrible villain in the comics. He's actually pretty awesome. Man, I got a question. So the... The second Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield, where, (laughs) so the villain was a what what do they call him? Electro. Electro. So that wasn't supposed to be Shocker, right? No, Electro and Shocker are two different. Okay, okay. two different guys. I was just making sure. Okay, the reason I didn't like the second Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield was because it was Batman Forever. It's the same movie. Think about it. It's the same movie. You have a nerdy guy who is like really in love with the with the hero. He was like Peter yeah. Parker's best friend, and then he be- becomes like all screwed up and becomes a villain. Um, and that is a recurring plot line. I never thought about that, but I've plot. seen it's it. It's the quite exact a bit. same plot. Jim Carrey, all about Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne ignores him, and then he gets into an accident, becomes a villain, and then he's crazy. He pairs up with a rich guy who has unlimited funds and helps him become evil. Like even more evil to take out Batman, to take out Spider Man. It's the same movie. I that did hate exactly the same movie. I did hate the villain. I have to agree. Like in that movie, I didn't enjoy the villain. I still enjoyed I guess I just like Garfield as Spider Man. He just he's fun to watch. He, he's a very good Spider Man. And I didn't hate the villain. I didn't I, I actually he looked stupid, but <laughs> I actually liked Electro at first. Like until it was it wasn't until after the movie I, going out of the movie I was like, I was okay. And then the more I thought about it, the more I disliked it. Uh, initially I really liked it. Yeah, I just uh, felt like it It went for, like, a, a gravitas mm-hmm. that it never earned. Like, it went for a more serious storyline mm-hmm. that it just didn't earn. 
to get there. Spider-Man shouldn't be the first one too was, serious. The first one with Andrew Garfield was fine, but it was like just very light, very yeah, much yeah. just like an action superhero, you know, basic yeah. thing, which was fine. It was fine. But <laughs> have you guys seen the video of like, uh, it's the owner of Tesla, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. And he's like making a speech or like some conference or it's like an unveiling or something. I don't remember what happens, but they're doing like a Q and A and this guy in the audience like stands up. And so they go over there and they're like holding the mic up for him and stuff. And, uh, he says something about like, um, he's like, I'm a level four, like super genius or something like that. And, uh, he's like, I, I've talked to like CEOs of other companies and like no one will take a chance on me like to like hire me or whatever. And like he's at, he asked Elon Musk in front of like all these people, like if Elon Musk will like hire him and like put him on the board of Tesla or whatever. What is a level four genius? I don't know. You can watch the video. I'm, I'm not smart be, enough. Apparently. I don't know. Apparently they're like levels of, I don't know. I don't know how it works. Is it Mensa? Was he in Mensa? Is Maybe. that why? I don't know. But he's like, Kind of chubby and awkward, and it's just like the birth of a villain. Like the birth of a super. Because <laughs> Elon Musk is just like, yeah, no, I mean, no. Like he tries to be really polite about it, but it's like, what the hell? Just am I like, well, to say? send in your resume online. Just send in your yeah. resume. Yeah. <laughs> that's how Sinestro I'll was give you, born. I'll give like, you a that's... phone number to call or something. That's yeah. the Incredibles plotline too. Now I think about it, like there's this kid who's yeah. obsessed with Mister Incredible, and he's really smart, yeah. and he becomes a villain. Dude, Syndrome is awesome. Syndrome, not Sinestro. I'm sorry, I said Sinestro. Syndrome. <laughs> he's like, and I'm still geeking out about it. You got I'm sitting me here monologuing. monologuing. <laughs> Dude, but I like that little kid on the tricycle when <laughs> yeah. that Mr. Incredible. He picks up his car. Yeah, he says, awesome. What are you, what are you looking at? Or what are you waiting for? He's like, something amazing, I guess. <laughs> that was a good movie. I need to rewatch that. That was. They, why that was did they really never good. make a sequel? They are making a sequel. What? Yeah. Finally. It's just, they've had the like sequel. 10 years later? They've had the sequel written I for a while and it was just. Do not know how they didn't get sued for copyright infringement because the Incredible Family is essentially the Fantastic Four. Hundred percent. Like, yeah, almost exactly. Like, so, yeah. replace well. replace Human Torch with the Flash, and that's it. Yeah. So, and the baby, like, doesn't he light something up with fire? He can point? turn into a, like a flaming monster. He's a shapeshifter. It looked like he was yeah. elemental. Yeah, yeah, he could turn into like oh, an elemental. Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. He was. Yeah, turning into because Mister Incredible's the thing. Uh, Mrs. Yep. Fantastic is Mister Fantastic. <laughs> Mrs. Incredible is Mister Fantastic. Uh, the daughter is Sue Storm. Invisible woman, yeah. So we, we think of these superpowers, huh. like you, you're talking about the incredible family, how they, they're these superpowers. And then Syndrome was just this dude who created to- all this technology. He was Tony Stark. So, but I, I want to know, is, he is, super, Mojo Jojo. is super intelligence Mojo Jojo. a superpower? Yes. In comic books. In comic yes. books. But because, they never, but they never play it like, like, you're just a normal dude. You just have your toys. Like, all Not the- even necessarily super intelligence, but just mad engineering skills. Like, cause they're not really scientists. They're engineers. They're building machines and. True. Yeah. One of my favorite. They're not just scientists. Well, what about the Hulk? Well, I guess the Hulk has his superpower who <clears throat> is an actual scientist. Yeah. One of my favorite lines from Batman is the Justice League is meeting up with a guy who wants to join the Justice League, and he's essentially a villain. He later becomes a villain. Um, and Again, the same plot line. He's talking about how... Well, he was a superhero. like He had powers and everything. And he was, he, but he was talking about how Batman's not a superhero, and he was just going on and on and on. And eventually, Superman says something along the lines of, if you think he's not a superhero... Uh, what did he say? He's like, you're... I don't know, you're dead wrong. I can't remember the line now. I ruined it. But <laughs> essentially, like Superman's like, no, he's probably the most superhero among us. He, he's like the only one who actually relates to basic humanity because he is basic humanity. And Superman tries to, but it just doesn't work for me. I love Superman. DC. 
So this is, I actually found it really interesting. Yeah, transitioning into DC, right? <laughs> well, no, I mean, we were talking about DC. You said he's the only one that shows a basic humanity. I think that's true in the DC universe. What? What? Okay, come on. Flash, what about Barry? He's okay. I don't know. But I did, like, I saw a really interesting comment on Reddit, and so Josh, you'll have to, you're more of a DC guy than I am, so you'll have to tell I me what you I do love me some DC. So they said that the difference between Marvel and DC is that Marvel is about People, regular people trying to be superheroes, and DC is about superheroes trying to be regular people. Hmm. Wow, that's fascinating. Except yeah. Batman. But Batman is, because Batman is the real person. Bruce Wayne is the cover. Yeah, right? 100%. Peter Parker is the real person. Spider-Man is the mask he puts oh, on. Interesting. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from the new Avengers like reboot is they unmask Spider-Man because he gets hurt while helping out the Avengers. And, uh, they're, they're talking to him afterwards. Like, he wakes up in a hospital bed and he's like, you took off my mask? And they're like, well, yeah. And he's like, it doesn't matter where I go. Someone always finds out I'm Peter Parker. And they're like, we didn't know your name. <laughs> in the Watchmen, that that's how Rorschach is. Like, ah, Rorschach when, is a great character. When he's wearing his mask, that's when he's not wearing his mask. Like, to him. He calls it his exactly. face. Exactly. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, he, yeah, give me back my face. Where's my face? I do like the, He's the freaking I do kind of like the grittiness that was, uh, the Watchmen, although I guess I, I wasn't a huge fan of it because I, Moth Moth Dude just really annoyed me for some reason. Owl? The Owl? Oh. Owl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, read the comic. The, the Moth, I'm thinking of the Tick. The or, comic is <laughs> about 10,000 times better than the movie. The comic, and great. the movie I thought was really good. The, it was the movie's okay. good, but it loses all of the subtlety of the comic. Mm. Okay. So yeah, I would, there's no nuance to it. It's all forced, you know. Yeah. It's just so interesting to me that, that like it's second generation superheroes, so like they also can relate to like their parents getting old. Like I don't know, it just they yeah. it completely changed the whole thing. Like being second generation heroes, like they had took the mantle from somebody else. Like you know what I mean? I yeah, which I think awesome. is interesting, and that's one thing I actually really hate about the big comic book stuff is like you they can never get old or die. They can never really change. Like yeah. Batman, can Batman never Beyond, really, dude. Change. Batman Beyond was such a good series. It really yeah. was. The comic book but that's series like, is pretty it good. It has too. to be in like an alternate universe or in a future, or whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Marvel, yeah. Yeah, Marvel right now has completely rebooted the Avengers um, with the new Avengers. Um, they have Lady Thor. They have uh, the new Spider-Man, Miles. What's his name? Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Miles they have Finch. the new Captain America. They have, um, and it's it's all new. And the thing is, they can do that because. Because the cinematic universe, so they rebooted, they're pretty much rebooting the Marvel comic universe to right. kind of line up with the cinematic universe a little better. And they're doing this so that they can introduce new superheroes and kind of test them out in the comic form, see if they do well, and then bring them over into the cinematic universe if they can. Hmm. Which is why they have like Lady Thor and stuff, who's like just some random woman who got Thor's hammer. I don't know who she is yet. I haven't got that far. Interesting. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a whole new Avengers. And that's kind of, I'm not trying to argue with you, but they've, no, they have, they have done that. They don't ever continue the storyline. I mean, they the may be trying line. to go that way because it's been this way. Yeah. It's been set in stone for 50 years. They may be trying to go against it. Mm -hmm. But part of that, too, is the is the capitalism problem. Is like people just want the regular They want what again. they Anytime what they they've tried to change it in the past, mm -hmm. like it just doesn't sell. So well, like, I mean, well, we'll go back to what works. Going with DC for a second. So the 52 crisis, like if you read any of that, Booster Gold beforehand wasn't a really a big superhero. By the way... 
awesome origin story. He's a football player from the future who gets like is really mediocre, and he time time travels back with a bunch of technology, and he's like, "I'm gonna be a superhero now," and so that's what he does. But anyway, he was just kind of a joke superhero until '52, and they rebooted him, and now he's awesome. I'm not rebooted him. They just let his character grow through that, and so now DC has this whole new superhero that they can explore and do fun things with. That is right there alongside Batman and, uh, you know, Spider-Man, not Spider-Man, Superman and stuff. Also, Constantine, like, with the 52, they brought in Dark Justice, and now they have this whole new group of people, not new, but this group of people that have always been there, but haven't been big superheroes, and now they're being explored in, like, new depths and getting this great storyline from them. So, I don't know. Seth, I really like what you talked about, how the the main DC and Marvel, they don't have... uh, they don't go past the current generation. They never go to the second generation, like Nate said, for, for villain, yeah. or for villains and for superheroes. The new Spider-Man is though. That's the whole thing with the new Spider-Man. Peter Parker is not Spider-Man anymore in Marvel. Right. But this is also, that's a very recent trend. It is. Right? It is. But it's, I'm you just had, saying. Peter Parker was in his twenties for 35 years. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And that's what I, I like that. I want them to keep going. Like, does Batman ever have like a kid? Like, does he keep going? Yes, and then, Damian Wayne. Well, okay. I'm not. I'm not saying like telling the plot line. Right. You're just saying like, what does his life look like at 40? Yeah. Or 45. And keep that. Uh, that's going. a really like, interesting question. Have his kid take up the mantle and like the problems that it is growing up as a second generation superhero? Does he do all these other heroes decide to tell their? uh the next generation about who they are. I mean, do they, does Spider-Man actually have a super spider kid? Is that part of his DNA or is he just a normal yeah. Joe? If you read, that is interesting. there is a, yeah, the spider. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it definitely seems like a, um, an unmined yeah. area of story. You could go superheroes. so many different directions with that. And I think yeah. people would be interested because <laughs> again, uh, I think a lot about what superheroes were originally about was, uh, learning lessons about the human condition, but they put it in a more exaggerated style. And punching Hitler in the face. And I think yeah. if <laughs> if they keep going with uh, making them almost more normal people, you can, like you said, mine this human condition more... Uh, uh, well, well, what's the word? More finely. I will say, like, that's the origin of Peter Parker, and that's why I fell in love with Peter Parker, is, like, the first 50 issues of it, right... That Stanley wrote with Steve Ditko. I think he did all fifty. That was Jack Kirby. Was it no. Steve Ditko? Steve Ditko did uh, Spider-Man. I okay. don't think I don't. Jack Kirby did Avengers and Fantastic Four. And okay. Pretty much everything else Marvel. Oh yeah, it was. He was. The he Hulk may have Thor. wrote Spider-Man later on, but Ditko was the original. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but anyways, it's like it's so much about all of his problems as a regular person. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah. His problems in high school being a social outcast, not having any friends, whatever. His woman problems, which he has for quite a while. 99 he's of them. broke all the time yeah. and just trying to find money. And he's like, well, I can't really do that because <laughs> I have no money. So Maybe that's why I like Spider-Man. He was just more relatable. Spider-Man's very relatable. Yeah. Um, I'm just agreeing. I wasn't like trying to start. <laughs> yeah, that's why, that's why I always enjoyed Spider-Man as well. Like, you can just relate to him more. Mm-hmm. Back- he's fun, too, so it's not as dark. Like, you can continuously read it without it, like, getting you down. I feel like Batman can get kind of, like, depressing. Batman, Even though, I mean, I really love it. It's freaking awesome. Depending on who the writer is, Batman can go some really dark places. Killing Joke is really, really dark. 
Killing Joke is super dark. But it's good. The darker the better, dude. It's I like great. Batman to be really gritty. Uh, I, I agree with you. That's what I like, but I can't do it all the time. Like yeah, I, I've, I've, I've got to, I've got to get my head and out of that and balance it yeah. out with some Superman. Yeah, man, I love Superman. He's I don't fight in the daytime. It's when he has the powers. Um, going back to what you said about like Batman and stuff and having kids and what's that like? So, in more recently, in the last probably eight years, you have Nightwing taking over as Batman because Batman died, right? Um, and you have Damian Wayne taking over as Robin, and there's a whole really good story arc with that, um, where basically Dick Grayson's trying to figure out what it is to be Batman. People don't know they they know that Batman has changed, but they don't know who he is. Right. And he's he's complaining because like he's built up this whole persona as Nightwing, and everybody knows who he is. They know he's a hero, and then now he's just that guy that looks like Batman but isn't Batman. And That's interesting. That's a very recent thing. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's, I think it's because I know didn't last year didn't like d- didn't he also take over as Batman when. Bruce Wayne had his back broken. Yes, it was um, like '90s. I think that was I think that was him, Dick Grayson. Um, I, I just was. know that recently, since Batman died, like he's been doing it, and Batman's back, obviously, because you can't kill obviously. Batman forever. But it was just a, it's an interesting storyline. And Alfred is awesome in it. By the Alfred. way, Alfred, oh, Alfred God. is great. I gotta get me an Alfred. <laughs> Everybody needs an Alfred. Um, and then talking about characters aging constantine is the only dc character that actually ages with his books because he's uh he was 30 something when they started now he's 60 something um because they started in the early 80s and now like his character is 60 but he's also kind of an immortal sort of with magic and so he doesn't really age like a normal person but like he talks about how old he is how he's like 60 years old (laughs) you're making fun of me for i'm about to go on another red hot chili peppers kick el dorado One That's enough of that. Good band. Good band indeed. I don't know. Dude, they are so freaking old. Like they've been doing (laughs) this since like the like the late seventies or something. Like they when they started playing in their garage or whatever you do when you start your band. And they dude, their music is so different. Like you're like these are the same guys. Well that's what they used to play and what they play now. Some of their old I stuff think, is just the worst, well, I mean, in my opinion. Like, I just can't listen yeah, to Yeah, lots it. of bands do that. And it makes sense. Like, think about your own life. Like, do you like the same music you liked when you were 15? Right. Probably yeah. not. So, so yeah. if you've been making music for 30 years, you've definitely gone through a lot of different uh, experiences and you've changed. Well, a also a lot of bands change before they hit it big. Like, U2 was a, like a pop band for a little bit before they got big. And you can look it up on YouTube and it's not Are good. Are you saying it's U2 not, is not, not good. a pop band? U2 is, well, no, they're definitely a pop band, but they're, they're different than what they were. There's a little okay. more. They were, they were straight they were up more like, pop. it was like disco pop. pop. Like okay. it was bad. And you can check it out on YouTube. That's, it's entertaining. It's interesting that you brought up U2 because that was one example I was going to give of the opposite, <clears throat> like where their sound really hasn't changed in. Yeah, they it hasn't I mean, changed much. ACDC. Their sound never changed. <laughs> Cause they got four notes. They yeah. They found the formula and they stuck to it and it worked. And then Angus Young is the band basically, and it was awesome. Good job, ACDC. You did it. <laughs> Kiss, no, they're Kiss it to too. Death. Good on you. Kiss stayed the same forever. <laughs> no, that's not true. Kiss tried in the '80s to do Kiss Unmasked. I forgot about that. Where they like yeah. tried to become like kind of a pop popish band instead of a rock band, and it was terrible, and everybody hated it. And they have one ballad, and it's awful. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. They try to become like a hair metal band, sort of. Ew. Yeah. And Ace Freely trying to get all those high notes. Just bad. It's not good. Oh, dude. The 80s, when men like to be girls. <laughs> that was really more the 70s. Oh, was it? Maybe like early 80s, late 70s? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. There's always kind of been a little uh, bit Because I was that. thinking like Bowie. Right? Bowie. 
Yeah, for sure, Bowie. Bowie. But I mean, you like look back at like like Led Zeppelin back in the day, and like how they looked. And they're like long hair, like and flowery, hair. everything, and like of course that was really, just kind of the really thing, I guess, tight but. jeans. That's coming back yeah. nowadays, you know. Like, oh, so we, I just went to a Yellow Card concert last night, and like I was just looking around and Yellow Card. I haven't even heard of them. Heard really? About them you never heard long. of them? I've heard of them. Oh, I haven't oh. heard about them. <laughs> I was like, really? Anyways, so my wife wanted to go see him, and it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But uh, there was no like there were no men there. There were lots of little boys, and they were like you know probably my age, but they were just like little. Like, where, wait, where are you saying that you're a little boy? I'm no, confused. God dang it, Josh! Just In his heart, <laughs> he just. He said there were lots of little boys there. They were probably my age. That's exactly what he said. He oh, said there's no men, like men. Yes, thank you, Nathan. Gosh, Josh. I definitely heard little boys. What are he wait, said little boys? I did say little boys. Are we not men? I don't he know. He said there men. weren't any men there. There were just little boys that were my age. That's what he said. Yes. So yes. you're not a man. God, no. Let me clarify. Everybody, <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with everybody age. shut up. <laughs> shut your mouth. Coming off like an idiot right now. <laughs> okay. So they were just like really skinny people with skinny jeans on and they sculpt and they had like hyperkyphosis. <laughs> and I don't know what that is. What is I that either? It's like the hunchback where you just, uh, I, I'm like hunching with my shoulders up and my head is out and my hands are like rubbing like I have arthritis. Like a vulture. Mr. Burns. Yes, yeah, like Mr. Mr. Burns. Burns. They, they okay. kind of walk around like that and okay. they, they, and, and most of the girls were bigger than they were. It's like, I could have put like, at the yellow card concerts, hashtag skinny boys, hashtag fat chicks. What like, makes what makes that was man, pretty though? much the show. But you, yeah, you didn't man? you didn't clarify why you're not a little boy, or why you I are why you are a little boy because Seth does not because he Chase does not have the thing the thing the vulture thing. I, I, yeah, I don't vulture. <laughs> I don't skulk. skulk around. I can't wear tight pants because I literally cannot fit them around my legs. Skulk is a good word, by the way. I'm wearing normal pants right now, and they are practically skinny jeans because, and they're just really uncomfortable. Because I work out. I can't wait to put on shorts. I I don't even have that big of. I really don't have that big of legs. Like I just have like a like a moderate workout type of body. Like (laughs) I don't know. Like I can't wear normal Wranglers. I can't wear normal Levi's. Uh, I try to put them on, and I'm like, this is my size, and I literally cannot put them on. So I don't know how people wear skinny jeans when I can't even wear regular jeans because they have elastic built into them. I have to. I just bought so many pairs of Lucky jeans because they have. Uh, they're they're kind of like girl jeans where they're elastic and they stretch now. Yeah, and they're nice. so comfortable. Jeggings? My favorite jeggings. It's kind of it's like a little that, boy wearing jeggings, but, but they're not skin tight. A man wearing like jeggings. What, yeah, man. No, I understand. My favorite pair of jeans I got like in. 2008 probably and mm. they're they're just like regular comfy jeans but they have like elastic in them so when i like move they like stretch it's, it's really so much better because i feel really immobile i have a few uh american eagle pairs of jeans and like i like them but when i wear them i can't really move Nah, you gotta get those wranglers that you wear when you like bend over a little bit you can just sit down because you're just so like <laughs> stiff-legged <laughs> Stranglers? Yeah, stranglers. Dude, I've ripped so many pants. Have you ever seen those uh, retro-looking Wranglers that like fit like regular jeans that don't fit like that? Mm-mm. They're pretty sweet looking. They're pretty sweet looking. Mm. Uh, jeans, I hate jeans because I'm tiny and 
It's I'm short, man, and I, I'm like, a you're not tiny. I'm a 32 30, and I have been since like high school. You're just that hard. You're just a dwarfish. Yes, build. no, it is. It's so freaking. Time. It's right. You know what else is hard? Try try having childbirthing hips and short legs. <laughs> You know, it's funny, like, girls always complain about trying to put on jeans, and we're talking about that right now, because I'm the it's same the way. It's the truth. I can't find something because I have a skinny waist and a big butt. <laughs> so, like, it it fits. If I get something big enough for my butt, it doesn't fit around my waist, because I got this little waist. So I just, like, have this little extra jean way up top. And yeah, so I've when I bend over, my butt crack shows really bad, because it doesn't hug around my waist. That's hilarious. It's terrible. I've never had that problem. My butt crack shows all the time because I have no butt. Oh. <laughs> she got the Hank like, Hill butt. You need yeah, no, I do. Gluthotics or whatever, whatever you call <laughs> them. We talked for just a second about like like manliness and how that needs to be addressed in the future. Like that should be a future podcast, but let's talk about it right now. Maybe we can just do like a little preview or something. Yeah, let's do it. it. Chase said something interesting when he said there were little boys, but they were my age. And I was like, so they were little, they were small. What about these guys in particular made them seem not very manly to you? Uh, well, they first were... of all, let's go ahead and say that this is a safe place where we can talk about this kind of thing and it's judgment free. We... Yeah. So all you listeners that are on Tumblr, get off our backs. And you yeah. don't have to be manly to be happy and have a full life. If you want to talk about this subject, you can only post on our site. You can't start your own forum somewhere else. Don't do that. That's not okay. It stays if here. You do you're a little boy? You're not a man. Yeah, Black Masons <laughs> stay at Black Mesa. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what, what are we talking? Yeah. So for instance, you're talking about uh, what made these uh, grown. Can men I tell you my boys? example? <laughs> yes, please do it. Do it. I had a co. <laughs> I had a coworker. And I'm not going to like name names or anything, but I had a coworker and he was talking about how his wife was stronger than him and how like sometimes he'll hand her the pickle jar or like something like that. Or they were working out one day, they were both riding the elliptical and she was in better shape than he was. And this guy, like this old guy, cause old guys at the gym are awesome. Old man strength. They just yeah. say whatever they want. And like, <laughs> what are you going to do to he, me? He like walks by Nothing. him and he's like, man, she's, she's riding that thing faster than you are or whatever. It's like, I don't remember what he said. Like her legs must be stronger than yours or something. And my, my buddy, I well, almost said it. <laughs> he was like, uh, she was like, she probably is stronger than me. She's like, she stands on her feet all day. Like, she's a, she's a barista and she has to like grind beans and stuff and it like really works out her arms and grind beans. And like his perception of like strength and, and it was just weird. And like I heard him say that and I was like, damn, dude, it might be time to do a chin up. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And the thing is, like, I don't even give a crap about traditional gender roles. Like, I really don't. Like, if you want to be a stay at home dad and like, whatever, I don't care. I just don't. Like, be happy. Be a good person. That's all I care about. But there was still something about it that like was just off-putting to me. I was just like, what? Well, what? You can say and mentally think that you don't care about traditional gender roles or traditional things like that, but it's so ingrained in our culture that you've yeah. soaked all of that up for most of your life. Like we We're talking about stuff you learned by the age of five that you don't even know you learned. It's stuff like that where you... You're good. You're just, you're just skipping over your mic several times. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to look at people and talk. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's hard to do. Still learning listeners. It's all good. <laughs> Continue, sir. Other Seth does it too. It's okay. But so I feel like there's something <laughs> off putting about that because it, it goes against the grain of what you've always been taught what a man should be. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't necessarily believe that anymore, it's still like you haven't examined all of that stuff in your head. Yeah. Right? All of those preconceived notions that you have of that, those roles. So. Well, I think, I, I don't, I guess I'm, I'm more progressive than my parents are, but I think 
most people would consider me conservative. Yes. Uh, yes, we would. Yes. <laughs> well, with, with a lot of issues, I'm actually pretty liberal with other issues, especially. It, it's okay, man. You're conservative. Just keep going. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we this is safe. I'm a, I'm a conservative. It's a safe place. We're not going to yell at you. <laughs> uh, but, so there was a, an experiment where they tried to uh, let young boys play with dolls. They handed them Barbies to see what would happen, and they gave uh, young girls, like, pickup trucks and dump trucks to see how they would play with them. But they ended up playing the exact same way they had before. They, the boys played with the dolls like a GI Joe and they fought with them. And it was, what, it was, what li- age group are we talking about here? I think they were like under 10. Well, yeah, they're playing with dolls. Was, they had to be, I mean, above five, under nine. Yeah, I, I think say. they were, honestly, I think they were just over five, like maybe six or seven. Okay. And anyways, and the girls with these like non-human objects like started Making like, uh, social, social groups with these trucks and like, this truck doesn't like this one. And it's this. What? So they, they tend I to. I gave all my Hot Wheels personalities and played with them like they were people. But I don't remember. Huh. I don't think I had tea parties with them. <laughs> I think, I think they were always, racing and stuff. I think there's always outliers. Like some people, you know, what are, are more, some men are just more social. But as a general rule, uh, women are, had just have a, larger social aspect and that's how they are so i believe men and women are equal but that's not to say men and women aren't different yeah and, and i'm totally fine with you're equal. saying equal but not the same i'm not saying separate Some but equal equaler, i'm not saying you know? that i'm saying equal just what's wrong with being different like everybody i think what's funny dude you're already in scary territory like i'm already like oh i'm so nervous like the social yeah. justice warriors are gonna come kill us I, this this is <laughs> Something where everybody has this problem growing up, and I think they show this in comic books. Everybody wants to fit in. They want to be part of the crowd. They want to have all the friends. But at the same time, the struggle is to fit in while being unique compared to everybody else. Because I want to be different. I want to be standout-ish. But I also want to fit in. And we have this struggle always in us. And I think that's... Uh, the real human condition, this balance of fitting in versus standing out. I think it's a very American problem, though, because in other, other cultures, like, oh, you're a unique and special snowflake isn't necessarily pushed on children like it is here. Um, because it's I think just, it's in just other not... places, like, I think the United States more pushes the fact that you can do anything and you are special and unique. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, that's our, that's our thing. It's an individualistic society. That's what we are, where many other societies, push for you're no better than anybody else you're never going to achieve anything you're going to do this day in and day out it's not so much that it's more so that you benefit the hive you're you're not you're not pointed out as special but like and you're not more important than the community they more emphasize that aspect they more emphasize the community community is more important yeah yeah you said it better than i did yeah (laughs) chase described a totalitarian like Dictatorship. And that stuff, stuff happens. That's, that stuff's real, though. Don't, don't knock a the, European that stuff. socialistic state. Yeah, essentially. Um, I was more. I was actually more thinking of a tribalistic African society. Hmm. Uh, I, I just. I watched uh, some. Yeah. It wasn't a documentary. It was just some dude who like was living with this tribe for a while, and I thought it was really interesting. They were really cool. Yeah. And this one guy was the happiest guy I'd ever seen. Like you couldn't make him mad, and everything was the funnest thing. Like. They had these little wood planks, and they would just scoot down this hill. It I watched that. That was hilarious. You did watch that? Yeah. And it wasn't even steep enough to slide down. Was that an down. idiot abroad? I don't know. I watched it a long time ago. That's hilarious. 
Nice. But he was so much fun. I just wanted to hang out with him. He seemed yeah. like a cool I'm guy. I'm 90% sure that was an idiot abroad. Idiot abroad is a joke, and I get it, but it still makes me so angry. I just can't stand that guy. What? Carl Pilkington? Have you watched the series? Are you sure? Yes. Because it was a oh long one episode. That I love just... it. So off-putting. So like, anyways, he is, man, what? and I—it's a like—and the thing is, like, I watch Borat, and I'm like, that's hilarious, ha ha ha. Like, but for some reason, I don't know what it is. Carl Pilkington, just... dude. Carl Pilkington is one of my favorite people. Like, I is, love. Now he, that is he doing it on purpose? The main guy in Idiot Abroad. No. Okay. So Ricky, he's, I mean, he's just the guy. Ricky Gervais paid him to like he's he's known Ricky Gervais and uh, Stephen Merchant forever. Like they're just they've been just some friends forever, okay. and. Basically, Ricky Gervais likes to make him uncomfortable because he's just a guy who's really kind of whiny and doesn't like doing anything. He likes to stay at home and watch TV. Yeah. And so he basically paid him to go out and do things that other people would like to do because he knew he would hate them and it would be hilarious to watch. So how and does this is. play into, Nate, the art of manliness? Chase so, didn't want to talk about that subject anymore. <laughs> we, we, we went on this safe place and we're going to utilize this place as a safe thing. We've established a safe bubble, and it's going to go away soon, and we need to yeah. make sure we use it up. <laughs> yes. So you want to talk about manliness in general, like what makes, yeah. what makes and like a man how, a man? How should we define that these days? And like, is it worth defining? Is it worth worrying about? If so, I, how do you define it? I feel what like it? it's... What's it all about? Having male genitalia. That doesn't define Boom. it. What are you talking no, about? Ha, no, or just having uh, XY chromosomes. Podcast over. That doesn't define it. Sure. Yeah, XY chromosomes. <laughs> Because you can get male genitalia without having XY chromosomes. Does that make you a man? Yes. And that's something else that's that's something else <laughs> that's interesting is like gender. I don't think is quite as black and white, like man or woman, cut and dry, like as you think it is. Like I agree. Some women put out a lot agree. of testosterone. Some men definitely put out too much estrogen. Or too much, whatever. Well, I don't know what too much is. But did so, you know that a lot of the Russian uh, women Olympian wrestlers were Got their gold medals taken away from yeah, them, they got them because stripped. they tested positive as men, but they had three chromosomes. There was a woman. Interesting. I think she competed for the They're United like, States. They were like XXY, I think, or something like that. Anyways. There was a woman. I think she competed for the United States. I don't remember her name or even what she competed in or whatever, but they like <laughs> took away. I don't remember anything about it. All I know is they took away her gold medal because she was like, she was putting out like male levels of testosterone. Mm. So like they took away her medal, but then. There's this scientist that figured out that uh um that women that put out testosterone it doesn't necessarily mean anything because their bodies also have to be able to like receive it and like be able to utilize oh, it. Oh really? Yeah, and some women's bodies despite the fact that they put out as much testosterone maybe as a man, they're not testosterone receptive. And so and so they tested like her again to it and almost. she wasn't testosterone receptive. She just had a bunch of testosterone floating around in her system. Interesting. So, like, gender is weird when you really start well, looking at it. I want to go back to one thing you said about earlier, is, like, gender is not as clear-cut as we think it is. So I think sex, male-female, is binary, right? Okay. Even, although even that's complicated by With the multiple three. Right. Or, yeah, the multiple chromosomes. Yeah. Chimeras, stuff like but that. But gender, I think, is very much... Chimeras are creepy. Gender is very much a scale, Right. So you can just move from one place on the scale to the other between male and female. <clears throat> it's not. Does that make sense? No. I, yeah, I, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. Like, it's not. It's a spectrum. Yeah. It's a spectrum. That's a better word for it. It's a spectrum. It's not like the gender spectrum. Kind of. Yeah. It's not yeah. digital. It's analog. Well, In no. Fact, what he's saying. Not, okay. So, for instance, if you. No, I'm, I'm not going to go there. But we're, it is. Like, that's why you can say something. One thing is more manly than another. Right. 
Like it's on a spectrum across a range of things. I guess my my form of manliness is a mindset instead of like a physicality. And that—that's what I was going to discuss when Nate had asked me. Yeah, but so in I the mean, same way, that that's it's, the same. In the same way that it's off-putting if a guy doesn't have that like quote-unquote like manly mentality or whatever. Like you find that sort of like there's something about that. Not like rep- I'm not going to say repulsive, but like obviously it's something that you notice and like is it's, it's, you wouldn't it consider ideal. It felt to me like they hadn't graduated to men. They just felt like boys. Okay. They were still kids, but they were. You know, they were anywhere from like twenty to thirty. So, if there are women that have that same like kind of mindset, is it off-putting in the same way because it feels? Yeah, like absolutely. There were definitely several of those there. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, I, I made fun of uh, one of the uh, early bands. Uh, I think it was Finch. They had like a terrible face who was talking to the crowd, and he was just dumb. I felt like just like th- they would finish playing a song, and be like thanks. And then they would like start playing the other song. And so in, in a, uh, in a quiet thing, I, I just mocked him and said exactly what he said. And this, this girl just looked back and she just gave me the death stare. Like, I can't believe you just mocked my hero or something. <laughs> I just kind of laughed because they were so, uh, all about that. Uh, and, and like when you still, when you're a man, you have to put away childish things. And that's really difficult. It honestly is. I'm still a young adult trying to put away your uh, playfulness, and you have to freaking get I'm down. not putting away my playfulness. You have to work. Like, working is what it is, and you have to... You can to, work without I do putting work. away your playfulness. Well, okay, that's true, but you have you have a lot more responsibility as a man, and you don't... Some people don't graduate to that, I'm self-supportive, I can also support me and somebody else. And when you're just struggling to survive as an individual... While you have the opportunity, I'm saying while you have the opportunity to be a man, not because, you know, you've been unemployed and you're constantly working, looking for work, but you, I think I was almost done. I just kind of ran out of juice. That's cool. <laughs> I'm going to cut it off because we've got an hour and 15 minutes. This is a whole podcast all on its own. Yeah. yeah I want to It's definitely a whole podcast. So thanks for listening, everybody. We love so, you. So we can talk about men and space and everything. Spacemen. Spacemen. Space next time. Uh, on Black Mesa <laughs> Next time on Black Mesa Radio. Good night.